In a world where horrid stenches and piercing screams come not from the realms of fantasy, but from the nightmare of reality. Come two heroes bonded by love and the kind of desperation only parents can know. No, God, please, no, no, no! Behold, RPGs and Baby Makes Three, the greatest podcast in the history of all podcasts by parents who have made a podcast about being gamers with a baby. Did I mention it's a podcast? Here are your hosts, Gretchen Hilmers and Rob Hessler. And another episode of RPGs in Baby Makes 3. I have no idea what number episode this is, actually. We do all of these, like, special episodes and random bonus pods and interviews and stuff, so, like, I really don't know where we are numerically with the new, with the actual podcast. I don't even know what day it is. It's Wednesday. Hump day. You know you want to say it, right? No, I don't want to say it. In some terrible place. Nope, 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 not doing it. Uh, Really? Because you and your sister (laughs) used to walk around yelling it for a while. No, it was my sister and her husband, Delia. It wasn't me. Yeah, but when you were when you would visit, you would yell it out too. No, no. <laughs> there's no proof of that. Hope day, <laughs> and now like, you did. It was like an echo chamber. <laughs> it's like if you're out in the forest and you're trying to find each other, you should just yell that out. Oh my gosh! It only bird took, calls. Literally, it took, hope day. <laughs> it took 15 <laughs> seconds for this to go off the rails. Uh, let's go ahead and roll for initiative. Some people are born lucky. Let's roll. Roll for initiative. All right, so roll for initiative. Uh, Week in gaming. We kind of had some really bad luck actually for a little while where work made us cancel a Troika game, a Weirdwood game. Amanda Plagman, who's been on the show a number of times, had to cancel her Ravenloft game. Yeah, so, but, but all that missed game time made it so we could go on vacation. Yeah, but I mean, that was all before vacation. Yeah, but I was working my butt off. True, so, true, true, true. So, like, I needed that time. And it was miserable. Yeah, it was miserable working that hard <laughs> for that long. And then, of course, we did end up getting to go on vacation. But then we came back and, and we played Dragonlance yesterday. So that was fun. Yeah, to get it was back fun. to Dragonlance. Yeah. Uh, I made a great snack bowl for us. Oh, my God. That was such a good snack bowl. And you know what? <laughs> so, and I was having some problems with my headphones and I couldn't hear anything through the headphones. You were not and I, happy I was so about mad that. about it. And you know what the problem was? volume was all the way down on the headphones <laughs> <laughs> like I, I didn't know that these headphones had a little uh like knob i guess you could say well that, rob that maybe you up. should read the instructions when you get the product well i mean i didn't realize that there was a lot of complexity to headphones dude your headphones light up like a christmas tree of course there's some things you don't know about them 
Well, I figured it out today, and I used them, and they worked. Are they also Bluetooth? I don't know. I didn't read the instructions. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. Uh, but anyway, I went back to my other headphones. We ended up playing on Zoom. We didn't play in person because of the... the someone's uh, car got yeah, broke. Someone's car got broke. So we just switched over to Zoom. And that's kind of one thing that's been, you know, that I guess you could think of as a positive with the pandemic is that we still always have that resource. And we play both on Zoom and, and we play, you know, in person. And we probably weren't wouldn't have really gotten as into playing online and a lot of the alt games we're playing online and gives us an opportunity to play with other different folks yeah. and stuff so um so that's a lot of fun and dragonlance you know the we're recording them now so actually we're going to start putting putting these episodes out for those who might be interested although it was session 61 i believe although it was our second recorded session 61 seems sounds right. about right yeah, so we've been going for a while with Dragonlance, but um, but yeah, the things are starting to heat up again, and uh, so that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't know how we're gonna get out of this situation. <laughs> Trying to steal a ship. There's a dragon nearby. No, a lot of no, good no. Stuff. Okay, no, you're like, there's these draconians over here, and we're like, okay, man, all right, there's some draconians, and then you have this group of draconians over here, and we're like, oh, crap, another. Another group, huh? And then we got some more over here, and then we got this room full of humans. Oh, and by the way, in the back, there's some, dra- there's a dragon. And we're like, could it, is it just gonna get worse? It's gonna get worse, isn't it? How could it get worse? It's not At least get they worse. were all busy moving furniture. Yeah, but then you're like, oh, and by the way, there are these flying eyeball creatures. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, we're playing D and D. That like flying eyeball creatures are kind of I par know, for the course. But I feel like. We're kind of a danger for a TPK if we're not careful. Yeah, but I mean, that's the thing is that you're higher level now, so you have capabilities yeah, to avoid situations. we're going to be able to take on 40 draconians, some 15 flying eyeballs, and a dragon. No, but you were able to navigate. Oh, and a nine-foot-tall draconian up the hallway. Yeah, well, here's me playing my the world's tiniest violin. Well, thank goodness you're all for failing upwards. <laughs> fail forward. Fail, fail forward. forward. Not upwards. Sometimes you fail forward and down and fall down the stairs and bump your head on every single step. But that doesn't mean that, you know, I, I would I would really hate for a TPK now. 61 sessions in. I mean, I don't want you guys to die. I'm rooting for you. Although I don't pull punches, I'm rooting for you. So, I but if you die, you die, if you die, you die. He it's going to be a very weird night in this house if my character dies. Oh, my God. I mean, seriously, you other GMs out there who are DGMing your spouse and you're doing it right. You're not, like, sugarcoating it for them. You're not, you know, giving them any extra benefits like I am. And you're just playing them straight as forward as, as every other player in the group. Yeah, that's a little bit of a, a concern of mine, too. Whenever I, like, roll some die that could potentially kill you, I'm like, oh, man, I, I I know Gretchen wouldn't want me to cheat in her favor. I don't want to. It wouldn't be fair to the rest of the players, and I don't like, I wouldn't ever cheat like that anyway. But if she dies, I'm going to sleep on the couch tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't kill characters. 
the yeah, game they does. gave kill characters all right well look hey we're switching up the format a little bit on the show now uh we're gonna be we want to get more episodes out essentially we want to get uh, more episodes and we want to give ourselves the opportunity to talk a little bit longer about particular subjects so rather than going with our normal three subjects per episode sort of format that we kind of had gotten into a groove on we're just going to do one main topic every episode now and we'll talk a little bit longer each episode will probably be a little bit overall a little bit shorter but that'll give us the opportunity to put out an episode more frequently rather than every every other week we'll probably get one out yeah maybe weekly or so um so we're going to switch up the format and so this week we're gonna have our one segment is going to be groans oh. and moans so yeah. let's get into that don't worry don't worry, I'm not going to do what everyone thinks I'm going to do. Flip out, man. Look, look, I've got a major problem, okay? Hold up, wait a minute, something ain't right. You have no power over me. Groans and moans. Groans and moans, moans and groans, here we are. This is a topic that you brought up, Gretchen, so fire away. So, you know, I'm just casually poking around on the, the Facebook while a file is saving and, um, and I'm working and, and up pops a comic. And I read it and I, it, it's one of those comics where I just kind of, huh? And, I, and I, I had scrolled by it and then I decided, like, wait, I need to, I need to look at this comic again because this just isn't, this just feels weird. And you're talking about an RPG comic, right? Like on yeah. one of the RPG sites. On on one of the D and D sites. Now apparently it's hit Reddit and it's been on multiple D and D forums on, you know, everywhere. Um, and it just, it, it struck me as, oh, I think I really want to talk about consent. When it comes to this comic, okay. So, well, first so, of all, what does the comic look okay. like? What's the so, comic? The comic is by a fellow who goes by Combs Comics. That's C O L M S C O M I C S, and he's all over the social medias. And there's five frames, and the first one is a dude in suspenders with a bow tie, you know, stereotypical nerd dress, and he's throwing a, a D twenty. And the panel, he says, uh, would you ladies care for a dance? And then the next panel is uh, three women in club clothes. Um, uh, there's a, a black-haired woman, a blonde, and a redhead. And the blonde in the middle says, you know, get away, creep. And there's, you can see the D20 rolling on the table in front of them. And it comes to a stop, and it's a, it's a 20. Uh, and the next panel says, but he just rolled a nat 20. And they're all kind of like, oh, kind of hesitant. Like, oh, God, there's a, what? And then another panel where they're all just staring at it with these really confused, sad sort of looks. And then the final panel is the nerd dude smoking a cigarette, laying on a clearly a bed with all three women. Um, and all three women look shocked and... Um, confused uh and um i don't know but he looks happy as a clam smoking a cigarette because he just you know rolled a nat 20 let's say that the three women look like they have expression on their faces love what have i done 
Yeah, what have I done? That's a really good descriptor. And, you know, it just... So there's two schools of thought right now. um, Or there's two, two kind of sides to this online. And one is, my God, this feels rapey. And what's wrong with this? I don't see a problem. You all are white knights uh, on a crusade. Like, really. And I would like to be in the middle. I always like to be in the middle. um, Unless, you know, if I'm going to be on one side, I'm going to set something on fire. Um, Right. And I just, I... Going through this guy's comics, there is some pretty funny, nerdy stuff. He has a good sense of humor. Um, and he really, really missed the mark on this. And I think he could have done something really funny. But the expressions and the um, knowing the women are unsure and they're like, oh, God, you know, are we really going to do this? It just it feels creepy. It just... But I really feel like, you know, I I, I don't know. I I think rolling a nat 20, you're not... It also kind of misses the mark on what a nat 20 means. So I, I, I just feel like if the scenario was to try to get these ladies in bed and you're only nat 20 and that was the way the scenario was supposed to go, they would be excited, interested, into it. But this has That's a good point, yeah. It's like, they have to do this. And and I think it, it just, it brings up this issue of consent. And I think that, I, I don't know, it just left me feeling weird. Now, when we sat down at the dinner table tonight, we were talking about, well, you know, what are we going to do tonight? And I, I mentioned this. And, you know, the original post that I had seen was removed, um, but it's still floating around, and I was able to um, get a hold of it. Uh, and you had seen it, too. Yeah, I had come across it as well. And, you know, and, I, and, it, and it definitely kind of rubbed me the wrong way just in seeing it at first. I was like, uh, you know, there's something weird and sort of disquieting about the way that the, it was portrayed given the sort of societal circumstances that we're in. I mean, I don't really think that, you know, I think we need to be careful and and considerate of this idea um and consent is you know as you you use the word consent i think that that's the that's the big thing Uh, but i was trying like you i I, you know since this kind of came up and we were talking about it i i sort of wanted to spend a little bit of time kind of considering because i do think that there's often this my instincts were like oh that's gross and there's that's not right right but then like i understand that an artist People can mean one thing and it can just read really badly. Like, so I'm not going to like kill the artist on this because I was sort of thinking of it as from another standpoint. And that's maybe a tongue in cheek criticism of the, of skill checks in a game where like sometimes you're playing a game and like your character is just like not skilled at something and you roll some absurd lucky die roll and so you (laughs) succeed at the thing that you're not good at ever 
by sheer luck of the dice roll. And so it could be just like pointing out the total ridiculousness of that notion by reframing it within sort of real life, I guess you might say. But the problem is, is like you said, and I hadn't even thought about that when I was considering this, is that the nat 20, if you were playing it by the game, it would be the reactions would totally change. Like they wouldn't be hesitant any longer. They would be, oh, like he would be, the nat 20 is a, an expression of him being incredibly charming. And so he would charm them, and it wouldn't be a weird, like, oh, because I rolled this die. You're obligated. I mean, that almost feels like roofy. You know what I mean? Like, it definitely feels like totally uncomfortable and weird. It would be the other way around. Now, we can also, I just want to put this out there because we're talking about RPGs, and details are important to some people. I am aware. That in 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons, a natural 20 on a skill check is not an automatic success. There is no critical success on a skill check in 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons. So technically, the guy could roll a 20 and still not succeed. So just let me get that nerd thing out of the way. Apparently, there's a follow-up to that, uh, an example of, okay, well, you roll a natural 20, it doesn't always go the way you think. And it's uh, it's a meme of a Klingon quote of one of the Klingon women saying, you know, basically, well, uh, I will let you live and let you take your hand off of me without, you know, I don't know, breaking your fingers or something like right. that. So, yeah. like, you know... Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Now, the, now, if we're talking about this like in an actual game, then there would be, you're right, it wouldn't have to go that way. That That's not like the automatic response is like sex scene with three women. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the automatic response could be like, okay, well, this nerd's kind of funny. He can sit down at the table and have a drink with us and we'll talk with him, you know, or something like along those lines. Or... Or okay, I would never normally talk to this person in this in the club, but because they're kind of funny, I'll I'll you know, or maybe they're kind of cute, I'll yeah. talk to him. You know, something along and, those and lines. And he asks for a dance to start off with. How does how does that go from dance to sex? Like I don't know. <laughs> well, because it's a comic and it's a six well, panel it comic, and you're it. like, okay, you're you know, right. moving the 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 story, the story along, along, you know, okay. in a short form one page thing. But but yeah, I mean. I mean, I just think that this this is interesting, though. I mean, I think is is it for you that it's that it's, I mean, you're not like you said. You looked at the rest of the artist's work. It's not like he's a creeper. I mean, you know, like if yeah, you look I mean, at he his has stuff, some adult overtones. But I'm not he's say generally, but yeah, I don't think it's that generally it's, kind of funny. Um, he seems to take pot shots of both men and women. Um, but I I think this is this is where there is a difference of experience in life i think that a lot of men a lot of ally men are not always aware of this expectation and obligation of sex from women Uh, i think that there is a large portion there is a portion of men out there who believe that Anything that they do in return should be um, given sex and that women are obligated to do that. And I just... But how pervasive 
is that notion? I mean, we're making, we're sort of... In today's America, I think it's out there a lot more than it... Out there in plain view. Um, I also don't, you know, like, we don't run in those circles. Right, I mean, so that's... Kind of men. Yeah. Um, but it's out there, and it is... It can be very frightening for women. And so I, I want to say that, hey, this is just a comic... I see how he's trying to be funny, but like I said, it misses the mark. It doesn't understand the real life social context of what a lot of women are put through. Um, well, and I would actually go sort of one step further in that, I mean, you know, I just kind of look, like, here's the thing is that, you know, the game that I'm, the Dragonlance game that I'm running, you know, it has three women and, and one man as far as the the players. I mean, I it's predominantly women players, and and I've always played in games where, you know, there's a good mix of men and women, and you know, of all different types of people and stuff like that. I, I I've been fortunate in and that. I'm sure non-binary as well. Yeah, I yeah exactly. Um, and I I don't and, I, and I'm I'm always been very open, and I also but more than that, it's it's beyond that i just kind of want everybody to sort of feel comfortable at my table now i understand there are certain games that have different themes and those games can push boundaries for people and maybe that in those particular games it's just not for everybody i mean certain games aren't for everybody because mm -hmm. of the themes that are involved in playing those games and it's not meant for if it's really upsetting to you that some part of the theme of a game walk away. yeah play a different game i mean there's yeah. That's just going to be the case in some in some instances. But I want people to feel comfortable. And I see the problem is, is that it almost gives, like, ah, it's a funny little thing. Well, like, imagine you're at a table and you're playing a game. Like, we can't, we don't want to reinforce the idea that, haha, my character is going to try to seduce these other characters and, like, play out some sex scene and, like, roll dice and, like, you know, like... Like, that might make players at the table uncomfortable. And sure, those kind of things could be discussed in, like, a session zero, or it could be a lines and veils sort of situation where it's discussed. But a lot of times you just don't, you don't really know, you know? And I kind of think that that reinforces a certain kind of bad behavior or even just, like, um, it makes it a, a silly little joke when for some people it's really serious, like... And I don't know if minimizing that kind of behavior in a just just as a little joke is really a good thing for the gaming community because right now more women are coming to gaming than ever before, and it's like we want. I mean, I will say as a man who's a gamer, like I want the new women who are coming to the, the games to feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want it to feel like, oh, here's this weird, look, here's my new player and I'm gonna do this weird scene where I like roll dice to like have sex with women. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? But here's the crazy thing. This happens. There have been a few stories shared by women where their female characters have been forced into sexual situations by their GM. It's so that's so messed up, right? Yeah. And and there has even been forced pregnancies from that. And like this is I don't I don't wanna cuss. But I just need to cuss. Okay? <laughs> this is <laughs> crazy and unacceptable. That is some messed up 
stuff. And you know what? I've seen men defend that too. Like, oh, it's just a game. Nah, nah, okay, it's just a game. It's a game. But we should never game sexual assault. Like, there's a line that should not be crossed. Well, that's the thing. It's like, it's a game. It is just a game, but it's a game where the primary vehicle of play is in your mind using your imagination. Yeah. I've so seen when, myself as Tick Tick before. Yeah, like, so when you're when you're describing a scene or playing out a scene, that scene is is happening in your mind, in your brain. Like so like I envision I mean we play a lot of uh theater of the mind in the games that we play. We don't use a lot of like maps and stuff like that you know so sometimes you gotta draw a map sometimes i gotta draw a map so people understand what's going on but you know for the most part we're not using maps and stuff like that and even and there's even if we were there's lots and lots and lots of scenes where you're with other characters and there's no need for a map so you're you're just imagining everything so like we're literally connecting with that part of our brain which is creating images in our own minds like it's not healthy to create images of sexual assault. It's not healthy to replay images of things that are just like kind of societally bad and vile, I guess. I mean, I understand if you're playing that type of game, I can, and, and everybody's agreeing to that. That's one thing. But like you're saying, being forced into those circumstances, you know, I think that that's really uncomfortable. And I think that this kind of, Again, this comic, it's not, I don't think this is a bad guy or anything like that. I'm not, you know, I'm not railing against this person and I don't think we should cancel this dude or whatever who does these comics. I'm not saying that. Did you just mention cancel culture? I just did. Oh, Rob. You know, I'm not really. Oh, God. I know. This is going to be a little awkward. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I don't I don't feel that way, you know, for this person that's being, you know, made this comic. I just think that it's like, because I don't think that they're coming from a bad place, but I do think that some people will read this comic and think it's just a funny, innocent sort of little thing. And then they'll think, oh, it's a funny little innocent thing for me to do with this in my game where there is maybe women who have been, you know, taken advantage of and they don't feel comfortable hearing those kind of things play out. And or you know, just people who don't want to be in that situation i don't want to be in that situation i don't want that in my game now we kind of have a strong long-term group so we kind of know each other's boundaries and then most of the other games we play we do lines and veils so there's a certain amount of safety tool in in play where you know like i always put a line on sexual assault you know what i mean so if if it isn't brought up on our end it's always brought up by someone else pretty much every game i always play in yeah you know and if there's a game that that would be important in i'm not playing that game i don't want to play i don't want that in my mind because my again i think many role players our imaginations are we're stimulating our imaginations we're we're like literally kind of helping to grow our imagination like we're, we're practicing developing imagination like every time we sit down at the table so like our imaginations are vivid and i don't want to vividly imagine some disgusting scene like that like i just don't want it you know so i mean i don't know are we going too far with this do you think do you think that this is just way too much we're reading way too much into just some little comic oh no i've been i i 
I do that terrible thing where I read comments and <laughs> you know I I read the comments on here because I I thought am I am I reading too much and is this like is this just me it might just be me and then as I was looking through the comments it wasn't just me and and it's just I don't know I don't know I you know we we read um so you've been publicly shamed and I you know like you said I'm not gonna rally against this artist Mm -hmm. I think he missed the mark I don't think he understands the connotations of this um I think he could have made it really funny uh and I would like to see him have a do-over yeah, it'd be interesting. Um, with the idea of consent in mind. And, um, but, yeah, this just this just made me feel... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's tough. And, you know, that's, that's a natural and totally appropriate response if that's the way that you felt reading it. And, you know, if you say that in the comics, in, in the comments, that it's more than just you, I mean even if it was just you that would still be a totally legitimate feeling if that was the way that you felt but i will admit that when i saw it i was like eh, this this is not this is not cool like i'm not cool with this i didn't end up reading the comments but i'm not even a like you know i can kind of just scroll past it and just be like oh well okay and this is a really uh nah, i don't really like this i mean but if there's you know i don't know i mean i guess you know that's part of making art though is you know sometimes you're not gonna you're not going to hit the mark and get to go off on the wrong path. I mean, and... it's not just art. Anytime you open your mouth, not not you, Rob, but, you know, anybody. Yeah. There's... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it. Um, there's always a chance that you're going to say something uh, that will upset someone or will not come out the way you were thinking it or... I don't know. There's always a chance, no matter what field or whatever you're doing. You know, you could go to the bank and say something, but I think we need to be able to willing be willing to have a dialogue about it. Though, yes, a I, dialogue. You know, so you've been publicly shamed that book by Mark Ronson, book. I believe, is who's the author of it. I believe it's Mark Ronson. Um, that is, you know, it goes through some people who were publicly shamed and kind of lost their jobs and all this stuff and bad things happened to them. And I don't really believe in. I mean, if somebody's egregious and they've done a, a pattern of behavior or they've done something truly heinous, I mean, like, you know, let's cancel Harvey Weinstein, okay? Yeah. I'm fine with that, okay? Yeah. But I think maybe it's gone a little too far in that, you know, somebody says one thing or two things, you know, they, they made a mistake 10 years ago and then all of a sudden we're not, you know, they posted something stupid on Twitter we change a lot. I mean, as human beings, I think, I think people change. I think we need change. to be allowed to make mistakes yeah. and make up for those mistakes. We need to be able to apologize and people accept it. I yeah. think we need to be able to. Because I'm, I'm, dude, I make mistakes all the time. Yeah, you know? and I'll also say this. We tend to dig our heels in when we're getting defensive. So I think by, you know, I, I think in this situation, the creator could go a few different ways. He could ignore it. He could rewrite it redo it based on feedback or he could just continue on with these rapey overtones but it's only but in the one comic though that it's we saw only in there so you know i i think we need to be flexible and and see how someone can write this wrong 
yeah um, and move on from it it'd be but, interesting but I know you know I think you and I are also coming from this will affect other people more deeply mm-hmm. and yeah well, well maybe uh, reach out to the artists and see what they have to say about it I'm sure he's getting a lot of messages right now uh, but yeah I could try <laughs> reaching out and seeing uh, oh, well, anyway, if anybody out there, have you got anything else to say or should we wrap this up here, this little segment up here? I've I got a lot of things to say, but not necessarily about this. All right, well, let's go ahead and wrap this up. I'm interested if other, if, if any of you out there have seen this uh, comic that we're talking about and you have any feelings about this or, you know, sort of what we've been talking about here, we'd love to hear from you. RPGs and babymakes3 at gmail.com. Um, you can also just leave a comment on the YouTube or really anywhere, Facebook page, just however you want At to At least I'll us. read the comments. I read the comments. Oh, for us? Yeah, because we don't get a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Please but leave us some. comments. We did get a very nice that comment. That are nice. Recently on our 10 Candles actual play. So that was very nice. And I really appreciate that person for, for expressing their enjoyment of our 10 Candles actual play. That was intense. You were so bad at rolling sixes that night. Oh my god, that was the longest game of 10 Candles. I mean, the candles almost went out on their own. So that's how long <laughs> of a game that was. But anyway, let's move on here. Let's, let's finish off this segment and we'll close off the show. Well, another episode of RPGs and Baby Makes 3 is coming to a close. Our first with this new format. Pretty intense conversation there. I wanted to kind of finish up the show here. You know, I recently read Of Dice and Men. This Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah let me get the me let me get the that. whole yeah, let me get the whole title here, but it came out in I believe it was in um in 90 no, in 2013, yes. August 20th, 2013. My oh, birthday. Yeah, it was my birthday. Of Dice and Men, the story of Dungeons and Dragons and the people who play it by David E. Waltz. And um, it was really interesting. He's, uh, he's, it was a sort of a history of the game and it went back to, you know, chess and early war games and kind of how those eventually led into, eventually led into role-playing games. And it was a really fascinating sort of history of the game and, and everything that's happened, which I, I really I really enjoyed. There was one little snippet, though, that I thought that was kind of funny. We recently did an episode where we asked if Ernie Gygax was a bigot. <laughs> well, at one point, the author the goes... The answer was, <laughs> Kind of a bigot. Um, so we the, he goes, at one point, he decides that he's got to go to the birthplace of Dungeons & Dragons, like, as a pilgrimage. And he goes and he signs up and he plays a game with Ernie Gygax as the dungeon master. And he describes the game and it sounds effing terrible. It's basically room after room of empty dungeons and it's all random encounters. And it was so boring and stupid. He like, it was sounded like the worst possible game ever. But I thought it was really funny because <laughs> that was back in 2013 or I guess he probably played the game in like 2011, 2012 or something like that as he was writing the book. But I thought it was funny Ernie Gygax made an appearance and it was like, eh, not a very good game anyway. So maybe if they put out new stuff, 
maybe it won't be that good. Oh, yeah, we don't know. We'll we don't know. Out. Time will tell. Well, TSR, I guess, now is dead. They changed the name of the company, so I don't know what happened. They're still putting out the games, but they are not doing TSR games. I don't know what happened exactly. I don't know all the details, but I've moved on. Anyway, good book. Uh, I'd recommend it if people are interested in reading it. It's written by Ewalt is a journalist for Forbes magazine, and it's and I'm my in my professional life I'm a journalist. I write about arts and culture for a local newspaper, and I really loved the writing style. It was it was obviously very very well researched, and the guy is incredibly passionate about Dungeons and Dragons as well. He's a big he's a big time player, and so. I really just enjoyed the tone of the book. It was, it was nice, you know? It's not, this isn't just like some memoir by somebody who can't write. This is like a professional journalist writing about Dungeons and Dragons. And it was, um, it was, it was really well done. And there was like literally tens of pages of reference. It was really well researched. Um, good stuff, I, I, I definitely enjoyed. It also really had a nice cover. You know what's so interesting is just when you had it up, I saw the rating was 3.7 out of 5. So this seems like a kind of book where you're going to love it or hate it. Well, I think that there are choices that are made in the book. So there's a lot of fractures in the history of Dungeons & Dragons between various parties who are on one side or the other. Um, between Gygax and Arneson and then... All with everything with the Bloom Brothers and the sale of TSR and Gygax. You're going to read all. I'm not going to get into all the details about this. But there was a lot well, that of... that was pretty detail-y. Well, it was some detail, but there's a lot, lot, lot more. And there was a lot so of infighting. on the side that you're on is how you're going to like it. Right, and a lot of these gaming people, they weren't really business people. They were, they were making games, and so, like, they made a lot of mistakes. And so there's all this stuff happened. And, yeah, so... In some ways, people might have heard their version of a story or their side, and they've kind of chosen a side. And so, like, there is some controversy there, I think. You know, there'll be some people that will disagree with certain things, and people will agree with other things. And, you know, I sort of found it to be a pretty fair middle-of-the-road compromise on it. And I don't think a lot of, you know, some people in the gaming community are diehards towards one creator or another. Some people just will back Arneson all day long and other people like think of Gary Gygax as a god and you know there's there's just different ways of thinking of it and so I think that people could find problems with the book if they go into it with their own sort of agenda on how they think it really happened. And maybe they're right. I mean, you know, this guy's writing about this story based on information he's collecting years after the fact. I mean, by this point, Gary Gygax and David Dave Arneson are both dead when he's writing this book. So, like, you know, I mean, you can't even talk to the people. So, you know. And, and then you might be like me. I stopped listening to you like four minutes ago. <sighs> what else is new? All right, well, let's end this episode. But anyway, there is a quote in the book which I really liked that we're gonna I'm gonna use as a topic on the on an episode upcoming, and then I'll reveal that to you all when we do that episode because it was a really interesting quote um, from a gamer that I I just it really hit me um, in an interesting way about playing with people 
who have different political persuasion than you. And I'd really like to talk about that. So anyway, we're going to get out of here. Um, thanks for tuning in. Subscribe to the the stations that you listen to us. Yeah, you wherever you listen to us, subscribe. And I, I hear that if you leave a five-star review on iTunes, that the D&D fairy will grant you with good roles. Uh, uh, I don't know about that. A I natural 20? I can neither confirm nor <laughs> deny those, those rumors, but if you leave a five-star review, and I hear the chances even increase if you write a couple of sentences about how great the show is, that you are even more likely to roll very well in your next gaming session. I, I can't confirm these rumors, <laughs> but go ahead and try it out. What's the harm? Um, also, also subscribe on YouTube. So that's it. All right. All right. Yeah. So yeah, we'll talk to you in a couple, couple of whenever we get to it because we have a kid and the world is never certain. <laughs> Thanks for listening, y'all. Take care, y'all. RPGs and Baby Makes 3 is a production of Gretchen and Rob sitting on their couch. Email the show at rpgsandbabymakes3 at gmail.com. You can find more episodes on Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes, as well as on our free Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash rpgsandbabymakes3.